Hallmark East podcast. We have been given a very special invitation tonight, a royal invitation to talk about the Hallmark Royal movies. And Amber's here. I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Why, good afternoon, Rachel. Pleasure. Hello to you, Your Majesty. <laughs> just the, <laughs> these these movies have just gotten you in the spirit of it all, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. So, uh, um, we, for those of you who are listening to this audio only, you are missing out yes. because I am ready for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Amber is looking very, very regal tonight, and uh, I, I do have on my, my spring dress, and I have my, uh, my royal backdrop up, which is very exciting. Got Meghan Markle, and we've got Prince Kate Wilson. And She's Crown technically Christmas. a duchess, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two Meghan Markle movies, so it's pretty fun. Pretty yeah. exciting. We're excited for the royal. Are you excited for the royal wedding? Um, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like looking at fascinators all day on the internet because <laughs> I need to have an appropriate fascinator to watch the royal wedding. Yeah, I I didn't even know what a fascinator was until the last royal wedding, and then I I got schooled and and but the last royal wedding. My friends, uh, of course, we knew about hats. I just didn't know particularly about fascinators. And so the last row wedding, my friends, we all got together, and we, I uh, got these big hats uh, from Michael's, and mm-hmm. we decorated them, and then we uh, uh, had tea and little sandwiches. And it was pretty fun. Yes, my, my mother, the queen mother, and um, myself and my friend, we stayed up the entire night, even though like you could go to bed and just wake up early, but that's just not who I am. <laughs> the entire night watching all of the extended coverage because, you know, they had like how they met and the story of Princess Diana and all the things. We stayed up all night watching all the stuff. We had scones. We had, you know, biscuits. We had tea. We used our fancy tea set. Oh. We, we were dressed, you know, fancily and it was so funny because as the night progressed we just kept like losing pieces so like at the end of the night I was just in like my fancy blazer but like pajama pants it was really great and you know when you stay up until four in the morning and you're just like okay let's go and then you finally get to the wedding and it's so exciting you're like wow her dress is incredible unbelievable and then you have to go through like eight hours of church while you're watching the royal wedding it is tough it is yeah. tough that is loyalty that is dedication i uh, i do have loyalty to royalty <laughs> yeah would you describe yourself as an anglophile as someone who loves like british stuff yeah i would frankly um and i don't even know why i think it's probably just because everything they say sounds better yeah um but even, I don't know, even as a little kid, I liked British things. Um, we're really into British humor in our family, you know, like, oh. I grew up watching Monty Python, like, the series, not just the thing yeah. in Faulty Towers and, um, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Black Adder, 
Oh, Blackadder, hilarious. If you want to see one of the funniest versions of Christmas Carol ever, Blackadder Christmas Carol is so good. Um, yes, I agree. I'm a huge Anglophile, love all things British. Uh, my latest obsession is the show Victoria. Love that. I think it's so good. I also really liked The Crown, even though I'm still behind on season two because of uh, Countdown to Christmas, believe it or not. Um, but uh, I really loved that show. In fact, my friend Tom and I actually podcasted the first season over on my channel of The Crown. We liked it so much. Um, and so I'll put a link down if you guys want to check that out uh, and listen to that. But, but yeah, in general, I really love royal movies. I love like Cinderella type stories and I love Disney Cinderella on my channel. I've actually reviewed like six different versions of Cinderella kind of became kind of a thing a series uh, on my channel. And so, uh, and I, it's obviously like a huge part of Hallmark is these Royal movies. And because of the Royal wedding, they have upped it uh, to, we basically have gotten four in the last, uh, you know, five months. And, uh, and then if you include the non Hallmark, we had like some, I don't know, we've had like a, a dozen, billion, actually, yeah. 75 million. <laughs> and uh, cause we had Royal New Year's Eve, and which we were, we didn't love, both of us didn't love, but we love Jesse Shram. At least I, I love Jesse Shram. So, uh, so, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't our favorite. Uh, but we had three in, uh, the spring fever general season, like technically Royal Hearts wasn't spring fever, but we're, we're kind of co-opting it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what we're actually going to talk about today on the podcast is these three. Uh, I'm, I was also big into Downton Abbey when it aired, I was big into that. I don't know, I just love, love all things British. I have a favorite going into this, a favorite Hallmark royal princess movie? Prior to the spring Prior stuff. to the spring. Um, honestly, I don't feel like any of them have really connected with me. Mm -hmm. We were going through that list off the podcast and honestly, I don't love any of them. Mm -hmm. They all seem a little weak for me. And we discussed that I feel like probably my favorite one would be Once Upon a Holiday, but that mm. barely counts as a royal movie. I mean, she is a princess, but like for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a Roman holiday, kind of a yeah. version of a princess movie. And uh, so in, in a way, kind of Once Upon a Prince start, at least starts out kind of that way a little bit. Um, but, um, but yeah, that one's also unique because you have... It's the, it's the only one I can think of of all the Hallmark princess movies where With an it's actual the princess. Princess. The, the normal person is the male character in the story. Yeah. Usually it's the male character's prince. And, you know, because you want a Cinderella story. So that one's unique. And that one's, of course, really good. If you want to hear more about our thoughts on Paul Campbell, you should listen to our interview with him. Which was really I fun. cannot tell you how much we love Paul Campbell. Yeah. And, okay, let's hashtag Paul Mark, hashtag Paul Mark, bring back Paul Campbell, hashtag Paul Campbell. Like, you guys, just at Hallmark Channel, and please let them know how much we want Paul Campbell back. Remember how wonderful he is in Window Wonderland and Surprise yeah. I Love and Once Upon a Holiday and Sun Sand and Romance. Like, just bring us Paul Campbell. We need Paul we Campbell. Do. We need Paul Campbell. We need his smiling face in our lives. And so come on, Hallmark. Bring, it, bring us back 
Paul Campbell. Agreed. And uh, so, yeah, that one's really fun. My favorite is A Crown for Christmas. I really like Rupert Henry Jones. I really like Danny McKellar. I like uh, the relationship that she, she builds with the little girl. I think it's it's got some heart to it. I like the end when he's on this like horse and coming comes and gets her back and it's really good. And I think it's really romantic and I like all the little side characters that are part of the um, part of the the um, castle or whatever. Uh, the staff are really cute and uh, so that one's my favorite. But it's pretty hard to make one. Probably Royal New Year's Eve is my least favorite. But uh, it's probably hard to make one that I like. Hey, I don't know. I just uh, I guess I'm a romantic in that way because uh, I don't know. Even like um, the Royal Winter, I thought was cute. I thought that was fine. I um, and then there's the one with Lacey Chabert, which is cute, and, you know, and good. Um, anyway, there's some other ones, but my favorite is Crown for Christmas. So anyway. Uh, let's get started talking about these three new ones that we got this this in the last few weeks. Okay. So let's start with Royal Hearts. And okay. this, uh, we also do have an interview with Cindy Busby, who stars in this, and she was a delight. She's amazing. And uh, so I'll put a link down to that in the description section also so you can check out that. So the plot for this is Kelly and her father Hank receive news that he has inherited an estate in a different country. Upon their arrival, he's shocked to discover that not only has he inherited the estate, but also a kingdom. It was actually directed by James Brolin, who is plays her father, Hank, in the movie. And uh, what, what was your overall sort of thoughts about this film? Um, I really enjoyed it. I will have to be completely honest that I, it wasn't my favorite, but mm -hmm. it was really fun. Um, but there were some things that were just like a little boring for me, yada, yada, yada. Also like as a history, no, of, as an English teacher teaching her students about Jane Austen, right? Yeah. Isn't that who she, yeah. Isn't that what she was? Or she's like a writing or something like that, yeah. I feel like she didn't speak about Jane Austen the way actual, like, academics on Jane Austen would discuss it. But that's fine. Um, yeah. A little nitpicky, but, yeah. you know. Um, but for overall, yeah. I thought it was pretty great. And I, I really liked, you know, having it end up sort of differently. Because in this case, she is, in fact, the princess. But there's not really, like, I don't know. She's also the normal person, so it's, yeah. it's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah, so I really liked this one a lot. And I, I, I guess I really respond to movies from Hallmark that I feel like they tried something different. And, yeah, it's a princess movie. But I feel like this whole concept of, like, her cowboy father finding out that he's a king was kind of fun and novel and different. And, you know, like the other movies that we talk about are more kind of girl and prince get thrown together. They're not supposed to like each other, but they end up liking each other. But this actually had the princes actually pursuing her 
in a different way than has been in any of the princess movies that I can think of and actually wanting her to like them, you know, as opposed to being this like forbidden low class love. And so I liked that. I liked the Andrew Cooper a lot. I thought he was very sexy, very attractive. He had like a million jobs throughout the whole thing. I thought- So <laughs> many jobs. Yeah, so like, many jobs. There must not be enough people in whatever Ia country that was yeah. because he had every job. Yeah, he was like Burton, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Side character, you see me as a different job, and uh, yeah, and I liked the the other guy, the other king. Like I felt like he was fun and wasn't too like over the top. I I really liked uh, the love interest for Hank, uh, uh, named Joanne, mm -hmm. um, played by Glennis Barber. I thought she was really fun, and they had good chemistry. And I really just thought it was such a hoot to see this like cowboy guy like just complain about like his dog and and like <laughs> I don't know like a fish out of water it was funny to me and uh so I really liked it a lot and uh like I was debating about whether I like this better than Crown for Christmas which is saying a lot because that's one of my favorite Hallmark movies uh I don't know I just it felt fresh it felt new it felt fun to me I, I really, I really did enjoy it. So, uh, you know, there, there you go. But, um, I, what did you think about the two men in, in this movie? The Andrew Cooper playing Alex and Lachlan Niebuhr playing King Nicholas. What did you think of that whole dynamic? Um, I thought they were both really fun. Uh, I think, I don't know. Oh, King Nicholas was really awesome. I loved when he was having the scene with Hank and he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I can handle her. No problem. And K Hank's like, okay, sure you can. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought it was really pretty darn solid. Yeah, it really was. It, it really was. And uh, did you like the, the pairing of Joanne and Hank, that, that little secondary romance? Yeah, I don't need it. You didn't need it? I thought it was really sweet. I, I, I thought they actually had really good chemistry, and I liked it. And and uh, I just kept thinking, like, get this man his dog. <laughs> he needed his dog bad. It was, uh, it was cute. And then, of course, he gets the dog at the end. And and uh, what did you think of that whole conflict of, like, did you like that fish out of water kind of dynamic? I mean, kind of, but I just... As a true royal watcher, I don't know. It just kind of irritates me because the whole beauty of having a royal family in charge is that you know there's going to be people who are raised and prepared to be like the face of the nation, right? So you don't end up with some like random weirdos who are just like the worst yeah. in charge because you have people who were like, trained and they're drilled in protocol and they know what's expected of them and like sure it's probably a terrible life for them but it also adds like a sense of stability so just having some schmo what's his face from wherever yeah. united states come in and not even respect any of the traditions and just be like all your traditions are lame <laughs> i don't know that kind of was a little bit hard for me to accept mm -hmm. and to be like okay with Fair enough. I thought it was really funny. I, it made me laugh. And, and uh, I, I kind of, I thought it was uh, like he had sort of 
clever solutions to a lot of these problems. And, and it, 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 I mean, all of these movies are, are silly. They're silly. I mean, granted, we do have a, 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 a Hallmark actress that is marrying a prince in, in a couple of weeks. So maybe it's not that silly, but like, uh, but <laughs> they're all a little silly. Uh, and, uh, uh, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought that was really funny. He, he made me laugh. And, um, I, I almost always really respond to movies about like difficult, cranky old men. Like, I don't know, for some reason that always just like makes me laugh. And I think it's super sweet and lovely. Like my favorite movie of the whole world is Up is my favorite movie. And I love movies like Gran Torino movies like that, like get off my lawn, you know, like stuff like that. I think it's super funny. And uh, so I don't know why that just like, that, that hits my sweet spot as the cranky old man. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, you learned something new about me, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, did you feel that Cindy Busby and Andrew Cooper had pretty good chemistry? I did. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought their storyline was pretty great. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously I approve of her picking Andrew Cooper over... <laughs> King Nicholas, but I don't know. It was yeah. just like he has so many jobs. I loved their meet cute where he was like, I got all these sheep. What are you going to do about it? And she's like, I'll show you what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, she's so. And they just like got yeah. out of the road and she's like, thanks, bye. He was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. And uh, they had a couple different meet cutes. And, you know, and at the end, she's actually not a princess anymore like he actually abdicates and figures out a new solution so that's definitely a different ending uh to uh, i don't like it it's fine whatever you don't like it but i i thought i liked it but um i what do you think of her dress her red dress it was lovely yeah it was really pretty you could you could tell that and and we have to talk about the the locations in romania in yeah, this movie it was pretty amazing so amazing I love that they're now saying, you know what? Uh, really, Canada, for the most part, can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it can do everything, but it can't be Europe. Right. <laughs> yeah, this movie was all filmed in Romania. And what did they call? Do you remember? I forgot to write down what they called the place. It was I'm, like Morania or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, something. Right, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was one of... Morania, yes. Morania. The Lorania, that's right. It was... Morania, because it was so close to Romania, but yeah. it was Morania. Morania. It was maybe the most impressive set of any homework movie, maybe? Like, I yeah, don't know. Um, and, and also in the next one, Royal Matchmaker was also filmed in Romania. Mm -hmm. So it also had a really great castle set up too, but yeah. you know. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. So, uh, so yeah, all together, um, uh, it was, it was, a, it was an enjoyable film. So uh, how many crowns did you give Royal Hearts? I ended up giving this 3.8 crowns. So, and it, I mean, it got deducted because I feel like they were sassing the, the monarchy. Yeah. By being yeah. like, whatever. So, you know. Fair enough. That, that can, I can, I can understand that. Um, so I gave it 4.5 crowns. I really liked it a lot. And it's definitely one I would get on DVD uh, when it, I would get the um, collection that they're having, but I already, as you can see, 
have the two Meghan Markle movies <laughs> I'm already set. Uh, but anyway, I, I really liked it a lot. And it is uh, at number two for me on my rankings for Hallmark. And, uh, and I just have it below Very, Very Valentine and ahead of One Winter, One Winter Weekend. The next up is called Royal Matchmaker. And this is described as a New York City matchmaker is hired by a king to find his son a suitable wife in time for a national celebration. As the clock ticks towards her deadline, the matchmaker finds him the perfect wife, only to realize that she's fallen in love with him. So there you go. So this movie starred uh, Joy Lentz, sometimes known as Bethany Joy Lentz, but uh, in all our interviews up to this was Joy Lentz. Uh, who was in The Christmas Secret previously on Hallmark. And then you have Will Kemp, who is Hallmark debut, playing the King Sebastian. And, nope. uh, and what? Prince. I mean, Prince Sebastian. Sorry. You have Will Kemp playing Prince Sebastian in his Hallmark debut. And, uh, and then Simon Dutton playing King Edward, and he was also in Royal Christmas. Yes, getting an upgrade from the butler guy to being the king this time. Yeah, so there you go. And uh, Joseph Thompson played Victor. Brittany Bristow is in this, playing her assistant. And she was in Christmas Next Door as uh, Fiona's um, sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she's also in The Good Witch, uh, Spellbound. She's also been in Good Witch and uh, Love Blossoms. And then you had a couple of their Hallmark debuts. This was a big cast. Uh, you had Elva Trill as Petra and Poppy Rowe as Lorraine in their debut. So there you go. So it was, it was a pretty big cast. But basically you have this idea that this matchmaker is hired because there's this big thing, there's a big coronation and everything coming up. And uh, they are uh, this big celebration. And, uh, and he, she's supposed to, she's given like a month to find him uh, a proper match. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what were your overall thoughts about this film? Okay, so I'm just going to, I'm going to assess this movie in two parts. Yeah. One, the part which was really fun and super great. The Joy Lentz and Will Kemp part where, you know, it was Kate and Sebastian falling in love and getting to know each other and so cute. And it was like so delightful. And Joy Lentz is a gift. She was so amazing. She, mm -hmm. she was vulnerable and sweet and funny and strong and everything you'd want her to be. She just hit it out of the park. She was so amazing. And then there's the Dirty Underbelly, which is where I loved Brit, Brist, Brittany Bristow's character, Brittany, so much. And when she was on the phone with Victor, I was like, that's it. This is it. This is my, this is my secondary romance. I'm so happy. I can't even, I can't even stand it. And they met and there was like, there was some like side eye. I don't care what other people say. I was like, I was feeling it. And then they had another thing where they were like talking in the hallway and she was being like super flirty and he was like, I can't betray the king. And she's like, oh, you won't. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue pops freaking Moraine, who just like swooped in out of nowhere being like, oh, I'm in love with Victor. And we are, and I was outraged. I was like, are you kidding me with this? The valet is not going to end up with Brittany. He's going to end up with Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine, are you kidding me? 
and it was so distracting for me because it's not what I expected. It's not what I wanted. And it just happened. And I was supposed to just deal with it, which like, I guess is how real life works, but I hated it. And so it honestly was super distracting to me for like the back half of the movie. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't like it. I don't accept it. But taking that aside, um, it was really cute. And I love this movie. Mm. But I was I was really mad about the Brittany and Victor scenario. Freaking Lorraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so, for me, this is a movie that when I first saw it, I had a positive response. And I still have a positive response. But I, I, I started to, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, that had so much potential. And I don't think it was quite there. Uh, so, my... I, the thing I think is the strengths of this movie is I agree with you. I think that Joy Lentz was great in this movie. She was effervescent and lovely and funny and everything that you could want in a leading lady. She was great. And I also think that she had good chemistry with Will Kemp, and I thought they were good together. My problem with this movie is is similar but different. Like, I, I feel like I didn't really care that much about this. You know, I'm not as into the secondary characters, when I do care about the secondary characters is when I feel like they, uh, they be, the movie becomes cluttered and I lose the time that I want to spend with my main characters because I felt like uh, that there was just all of these characters and none of them were like developed that well or I, I really cared about them that much. And so like I, I felt like they took away time that I would have liked to have seen like little cute little dates that they were going on or like like not technically a date but kind of like pairing out time uh that that because when she like is freaking out and she's like i'm in love with him and she's crying and stuff i was like what this seems out of nowhere to me because they i felt like they had had like two conversations and yeah they, they had been together i guess for a month but to me as a viewer it felt like they had talked twice and uh so i don't know that was my frustration with the movie is that i felt like it just felt cluttered to me. So I, I wish that we could have gotten more of our lead couple together. And do you agree that the addition of Lorraine, we had to learn about Lorraine, we had to care yeah. about Lorraine, all that stuff. And so we had to spend all that time learning about Lorraine. Yeah. If they had just put Victor with Brittany, it would mm-hmm. have not cluttered up the story. It would have given yeah. Brittany something to do once she yeah. got to the country. Right. And it would have been amazing. Because you already had Petra as another woman character. So that like, so that's another character, you know, plus you have his dad, plus you have, you know, so there's a lot of characters here. And the, um, I think they were trying to like show sort of this, softer side of the prince you know that he's like trying to help his community center and whatever that he wants to be a better ruler and change things and things like that and but really like it was exactly the same plot as in royal winter like exactly like there's even there's like a community center and And, but (laughs) it would have been fun with the community center stuff if like it showed her helping him fix things yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, if yeah, they had yeah. had, like, a cute, like, painting montage or something. Yeah. Um, Which they actually do in Royal Winter. Like, she, uh, she's, like, in very involved in all of that whole thing. And so, I think that, yeah, I just think you could have completely cut out Lorraine as a character and 
wouldn't have missed a beat at all. Um, I mean, like, she still could have been a character, but stop trying to make Lorraine a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. don't make Lorraine happen. Right. Like, if Lorraine was just what I thought she was, a side character who was just going to introduce us to the community center that needed to be fixed. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been fine. And also a cute way for Brittany Bristow to spend more time with her future son-in-law, Victor's child. <laughs> like, that is legitimately who I saw her. And I was like, great. And then she wasn't. And they just, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's like if they suddenly decided to go into Cinderella and then, like, give us a subplot where the goose who becomes the carriage driver has a romance <laughs> at the ball. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just too yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. It's now, would I watch a movie that was entirely about the goose having a romance? <laughs> Absolutely. But Somebody that write that. <laughs> as a secondary character whose job is just to have a, a failing community center. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some characters that are there to have a plot line, and there's some there that are just to, you know. Service the rest of the plot. Service, exactly, right. And I agree with you. And uh, uh, But there were a couple other things that I really did like in the movie. I do think that her dress was really pretty. I think that mm -hmm. there were a lot of swoon-worthy moments that I think that's why I had such, like, a fun response when I first saw it, because I'm big into swoon-worthy moments, you know, like when he kisses her and and like her big entrance was really good i think her entrance was probably the best out of these three as far as like yeah -da -da, you know it was really fun and her dress was really pretty and it almost could be a um uh, well actually really when you think about it even royal hearts could have been a christmas dress christmas ball yeah. both of them were you know were red and uh so i don't know that's interesting and Anyway, and I thought the whole plot with her, with the king coming to the train to win her back was super swoon-worthy and super great. I loved that. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was a little funny that the king had to go, like, get the love for, the, confess the love for the prince. Oh, I loved I, it. I thought that I was just, great. I'm not going to, like, let's say some bro's dad comes at me and is like, hey, my son really wants to marry you. I'd be like, tell your son to speak for himself for Pete's sake. But the reason why she was running was because she thought that she would like ruin things in the, in the, you know, the, the monarchy and everything. And I can't even remember what the prince was doing at that point in time. I thought it was great. It was, was just at the thing. ball. If the yeah. king can leave the ball, the prince can leave the ball. I thought like, it was. I would have really approved of oh. a the prince sending the king, like them having a heart to heart and the king going to do it. Like, frankly, the king's like, oh, I know my son. But they didn't talk about it. He doesn't actually know that that's what happened. How amazingly awkward would it have been if the king was like, I saw chemistry and the prince was like, oh, uh, yeah, she's cute, but I'm marrying Petra. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, I I see your point, but I don't know. I thought it was really swoon-worthy and really romantic and really cool. And, like, to have the king be humble and, like, come. And I liked it. I thought it was great. I, it's I really a risky did. little game. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but, you know, if his son is ready to get down on a knee and propose, like, he had to, no. Whatever, know, he was going to propose to Petra 20 seconds before that. <laughs> Man was just going to marry someone because it was his job. 
Um, you must have liked those butterfly clips. Um, well, it was it was a butterfly brooch, but yeah, I did love the butterfly like butterfly clips are amazing. If you guys ever want to send me fan mail, I'll get a PO box so you can send me butterfly clips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, it was one of my, that was my favorite parts of the movie. And like I said, I just really love like big gestures. Let's, I love big romantic gestures and I like, um, uh, yeah, the whole ending I thought was really kind of ended it on this fun note, but I just wish we'd gotten more time with them together. And, uh, so that was my problem with this movie. Uh, but overall it was, it was good. Uh, so how many crowds did you give Real Matchmaker? I ended up giving this 3.6 crowns, so less okay. than Royal Hearts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I give it 3.25 uh, for me, and I have it at number 11 in my rankings. I have it just below Love on the Slopes and just above Frozen in Love for my ranking. So there you go. All right. So next we are going to talk about our last movie here, last royal movie, and it is called Once Upon a Prince. This movie was based on a book by Rachel Hawk, and we both read the book because uh, we are diligent in that way. We're prepared. And uh, what did you think of the book? I actually really loved the book. It was a little slow to start for me. It took me a little while to get into it based on the fact that it took me like three weeks to read, and that was like, it took me... Six, three, two and a half weeks to read the first eight chapters, and then it really picked up, and then I finished it in like a day, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was really fun, and you know, it does have a lot of Christian tones to it, a lot of Christian themes in the book, which I don't mind. I am pro that. It's not like I'm anti that. Um, and I felt like there was a bigger obstacle from them being together than just like his mother's disapproval because in the book there's like literally a law that won't allow him to marry someone. So yeah, that was more interesting as far as that goes, but I guess they didn't have time for it, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the book and the movie. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the book. Uh, I, I think they, it, it was written in a, uh, like she was good at writing dialogue, I think, between the characters uh -huh. and just making really cute situations that that you enjoyed. And it was romantic, uh, and uh, it's very clean. And and uh, and that they sometimes I felt like the Christian elements felt a little like well, that came out of nowhere. But it was fun. I enjoyed reading the book. I thought it was a lot of fun. So I'd definitely read something else from her for sure. So the summary, the story of this movie, visiting the U.S. falls for a commoner when he helps her with her car, uh, but his mother isn't pleased with the match and tries to prove that Amer the American gal isn't suitable to be a royal, a royal bride. And I had a hard time finding information about this movie. It was kind of weird. Uh, like there wasn't an IMDb, IMDb page and there wasn't like none of the normal information for some reason when I was doing my research, but yeah. we had our leads were Megan Park, who has been in my Christmas love, uh, wish come true and the road to Christmas. Uh, that was, I, I that's a, a lifetime movie, but I found out that that's one of my favorite lifetime movies. And she plays the little girl in that movie, which I didn't know, which was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. She's also in actually one of my favorite made for TV movies of all time. And I don't know how well it holds up, but it was when it came out and I loved it called this time around. 
Um, and she is like in the prequel where she is like the rude girl, but like younger in junior high. So it's actually really fun. Sarah Rue is in that as like the best friend character. Um, it's pretty, I don't know. It's pretty fun. It's like a, a lie revenge movie. Uh So, you know, I like those. Cool. Uh, yeah, and so then you also have Jonathan Kelts, and this is his Hallmark debut in this, and uh, he is not British, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Oh, I know. He did a great job. Um, sorry. On Home and Family, they were talking about how he stays in, not necessarily in character, but in accent the whole time that they're filming, which is, you know, a really great way to not lose the accent. I mean... I was really nervous having an American be in the role because the other two Hallmark Royal movies this spring actually had real British people being like the British people. So it was a little nervous, but Jonathan Kelts, I think did a great job way better than Mr. Christmas in (laughs) Once Upon a Royal Holiday. Yeah. Yes, much better than Sam Page in Royal New Year's Eve. And you might think, oh, that doesn't really matter that much, just an accent. But, like, it actually really does matter because, like, it affects the chemistry. It affects the whole movie if, like, I don't know, if someone's accent is going in and out and it just doesn't, you're not, it's not a believable performance. Yeah, it's really, I... I love accents and I'm like not the best at accents, but I love accents and dialects and like I care whether they're using a formal placed British or if they're using more of like a Northern dialect or if they're using like, you know, like a, like a, like a London dialect or an Eastern dialect. Like I care about these things (laughs) and like, I like listening to people talk and go like, Ooh, they sound like they're actually from, this part of England, and then I Google them, and I'm like, absolutely correct. Like, <laughs> you're so, like the Henry Higgins of, uh, of. I am. I'm the Henry Higgins of Hallmark, but I, I really like. I really care about the the accents and the dialects, so I appreciated it, and I uh, I thought he did a great job. I mm-hmm. know we just said that, but I really did. Yeah, she was she was really good. I mean, he he was really <laughs> sorry. He was really good. I was looking at a picture. Uh, he was really good. And uh, they had, I think, pretty good chemistry from the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, I really loved it. There was, and their chemistry wasn't like, oh, oh, simmer, simmer, which a lot of the time is what Hallmark gives us. They a lot of the time give us, let me just simmer below the surface, which is not necessarily what I love. I love the chemistry where people are like joking and having fun and like they're falling in love in a fun way. They're not just like, Oh, passionate love. They're just falling in love. Yeah. But I do love a good British stare. You know, like in these Austin movies or whatever, when like the guy's just sort of staring at the, the like Darcy. I mean, Colin Firth was the ultimate. I know. Stop like, talking about Darcy when she's playing the piano. Like, we get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so but, uh, they had still had some of that in this. It was just a nice, it was a nice little mixture yeah, of really what you was. want. And uh, so basically, like, the whole conceit is that he is visiting friends in, uh, in Georgia. Georgia, and he happens to come across uh, the, um, at the very beginning, you have the uh, the Susanna character, Megan Park character, who I was a little nervous about her because I, I, I like uh, 
her other movies, but I felt like she was a little wooden, a little flat. She wasn't my favorite of like Hallmark leading ladies, but I thought she was really good in this. So she won me over, but I was a little nervous going into it. But anyway, he comes across her and she's gotten uh, her, um, her car. Uh, her, she has a flat on her car. Have you ever had a flat tire in your car? You've had to change? Um, yes, actually. When I drove on my trip to California with a bunch of people I didn't know, and it was the worst trip ever. Oh, no. Um, uh, driving down there, we got a flat tire before we ended up going down there where it flooded. And it was a Sunday, and of course, there were no tire stores oh, open. No. So we had to go to like this one where they jacked up the price, and it was awful. And thank heavens, um, a police officer stopped and like helped us change the tire which was so great. And I was like, thank you. But like, what else was he doing at seven in the morning on a Sunday? <laughs> so it was really yeah. nice though. Um, but he probably is the same guy who gave me a speeding ticket on the way home. Um, that was a terrible trip. It cost me like $800 more than I anticipated. Oh my gosh. Because also the front of my car ripped off when we were driving through the flooding. Anyway, side note. Oh wow. So yes, I have had a flat tire and also, my tires just kept going flat one time. Like, I, so my dad kept, my dad made me learn how to change my tire. So. Yeah. It's a really good, important thing to learn. I've actually had five over the course of my life. I am, a lot of people might not know, I'm actually a little bit older than Amber. And so, like, <laughs> um, and so because I, I'm, but I'm the queen. Yeah, I had five flat tires in my life, uh, and most of them were on long road trips, like you say. And uh, and so, yeah, you should know how to do it because even if there's AAA, you still should know how to do it. Anyway, she knows how to do it, but her jack is missing because her sister took it or whatever, so she can't change it. Anyway, he comes along. He helps her, and they're like right in front of this this legendary tree, this love tree. Mm -hmm. And uh, what did you think of this tree? The lover's oak. Lover's oak. <laughs> um, I love it. I just love the fact that it exists. I love the fact that she said, "Like, oh yeah, I always thought that someone would propose to me there." Wah, yeah. wah. You were like, "Well, obviously, <laughs> that's going to happen." So I loved it. I really, I love the whole. I really loved so much about this movie. Yeah. I don't even know. Everything was so cute. All of their romance was cute. I didn't mind the changes they made from the book, and I really loved the book. I just, I loved it a ton. I, the, the, the tree was was really beautiful. Like, yeah. it was a cool, like, cool tree. Like, it yeah, was not different. even just like, oh, they put in twinkle lights, how beautiful. Like, yeah. the branches were amazing. Like, yeah. whatever set scout found that tree, yeah. well done. Hats <laughs> off to yeah. you, my friend. <laughs> And like, oh. congratulations to Canada for growing that tree. Like. <laughs> yeah. And this whole like movie, all the sets, all the gardens, everything were all beautiful. They did a great job. So that was really good. And so basically like what ends up happening is her father ends up getting a heart attack and he can't work at their garden store. And so he is just super like, feeling super nice and also maybe a little bit you know uh, excited about yeah. <laughs> and so he uh volunteers to help at the store and they like put him to work right away lifting big bags bags of mulch and, and fertilizer and stuff like that and 
they're really, really impressed, but they don't know that he is a prince. And, uh, and there, there's, of course, this photographer, like, stalking. And I, I, I thought it was funny. I wanted to say, like, if you're expecting to get a kiss at the, like, you know, what, 25 minutes? wrong network, bro. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I think he got, like, a little, she, like, gives us a face wipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, don't you love a good Scandal. smudge wipe? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Real That's going to sell the tabloids Best right now. Best swipe, smudge wipe in the history of cinema. Do you have one? Ooh. Good, I do. Oh, good. From Northanger Abbey, the new one. Uh-huh. It's the best. <laughs> I'll have to watch it and pay attention to that. I, you I, won't uh, even have to pay attention. You'll know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a good one. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, but anyway, yeah. And so uh, it ends up coming out that he's the prince, and I kind of like that. It wasn't like a big like, how did you lie to us? Whatever ridiculous yeah. nonsense. And uh, he ends up going back home and uh, everybody's in, but he's like very sad, very, very sad. And so like, I did kind of like his assistant guy because like, usually they're all like, ugh, difficult, you know, yeah. but like this, this assistant guy was like really fun. John. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, the queen of course is just very difficult and uh she's talking to the assistant and uh and she says well what can we do what can we do and so he's like why don't we have her come over we can say that it's supposedly an internship but it's not and he can kind of get her out of his system which is like the stupidest idea i've ever heard you know like <laughs> good way to like is, I, I was like, has this person never seen, this queen has never seen a movie in her life? <laughs> but yeah. basically that ends up happening. And her sister, did you like her sister? I did. I really yeah. liked Avery. She, she was cute. They age her up in the movie from the books, because mm-hmm. in the book she's like 16 or something. And I totally approve of that, especially since, spoiler alert, the books are a series of books. And I would give my right arm for Hallmark to invest in a series of movies that are done the way series of romance novels are done, where they go from one protagonist to the next. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I would love to see the Fool's Gold books. Uh, Remember how we had Marry Me at Christmas? And because that's just one story of Fool's Gold. Uh, But and, and then the other books are all just different stories in fool's gold uh and so i would love for susan mallory i would love to see them do that or uh there's there's a bunch but even this this could be really cute yeah yeah I, we've only read the f- first book or have, have you read others oh rachel don't you know me at all <laughs> i forget you're a really fast reader <laughs> once i'm into it i was yeah. like at the beginning <laughs> but you liked so you've liked the other ones you read yeah they're really cool. fun Cool. Yeah, that would be And really you don't have fun. to take as long to get into them because guess what, bro? I already care about the characters. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can use the same sets even. Use the same sets. You can, so like in the sequel, it can be about Avery and you can have, you know, Avery having her relationship and it could be at the wedding of Megan and Jonathan. I mean, Susanna and Nate and yeah, come on, Hallmark. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, yeah. 
They kind of did that with Love Comes Softly, but, like, it was still within the family. And so, like, uh, it would be cool if it was more just, like, a town kind of thing. I agree. I think that would be... But, like, so, like, imagine this. This isn't what happens in the book because, obviously, Lady Ginny in the books is terrible. And also in the books, he has a brother. But, like, one of the books is about his brother. And one of the books is about Avery and things like that. And one of the books is about the lost heir they find to go over the entail. But, um, so, like, they could do one that's about Avery, and then they could do one about print, about um, Lady Genevieve, because she was so nice in this movie. Yeah. And wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you like to see what happens to them, you guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. you would. Yeah. That would be really fun. So, Lady Ginny, she was, uh, she was fun. I agree. She was very deliciously evil at first, though, I thought. Like, her, yeah. her like, stance and everything were, were really funny. Um, cause I'm normally not a big fan of these like over the top villain characters, mm-hmm. but I did think that she was pretty fun. I liked her. Yeah. Marley she was great. Collins was her name, I guess. And uh, again, yeah, it goes back and forth. Very predictable. Like you might expect. And, uh, and then <laughs> I did love towards the end when, uh, he's, he's, she's left at this point and, uh, <laughs> he's working in the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, of, like family's uniform family shirt. yeah family shirt i'm like oh man this guy is a bad he is gone <laughs> like queen you better just give in now because he's wearing some weird scrubby shirt like yeah <laughs> that's like that's the one yeah and there's there's the whole coronation and but before before that they have of course this this ball that's part of the coronation and she comes in wearing this beautiful dress it's a white dress which is a risky choice always to wear white it was this- cream that's kind of white. And, uh, and, um, and, uh, but it was very pretty. She looked very, uh, it, it almost reminded me a little bit in feel of like Michelle Obama's inauguration dress. Cause her dress had like flower, like flowers like that. Mm. Anyway. Um, it was pretty, it was probably my, I probably like the other two dresses that we talked about a little bit better just cause I'm a color person, but, um, but it, she looked really pretty. I it think was this was my her. favorite dress. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you I like, like sleeves? Uh huh. I like sleeves and shoulders. Like put, because then they don't have to keep like fidgeting with them. You know, mm-hmm. I hate when they fidget with their dresses. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. It was pretty. It was very pretty. And uh, and she uh, and you know they they had some really good dancing, and they said that I guess they were. They kept tripping because of her dress. They kept uh-huh. tripping over each other so much, but they managed to fudge it because uh, they only have a couple takes in all of these movies. And she's at a home and family that, uh, that if you, cause they showed sort of only that they were able to kind of keep them uh, themselves from showing like, cause it was just sort of the top part of them and not the bottom part, I guess, is that showing them tripping. But, uh, but it, it was good dancing scenes, I thought. And, uh, and then anyway, and I, I just really liked when he finally says to his mother, like, I thought it was a really, like, I don't know, kick butt kind of moment when she's like, your, your responsibility is to take, to look after the welfare of the people of Cambria and, uh, and their, their freedom and protect their freedoms or whatever. And he was like, I'm a person in Cambria. I should protect my own freedom. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was really good. I liked it. I was like, we nailed it. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so he goes back and he's in front of the tree with the lights and it was really good. He's it was really cute. Yeah, it was a great ending. So that was fun. And uh, so yeah, this was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, how many crowns would you give it? 4.6. Ah, cool. I okay. loved it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. I would give it a uh, 4.25. So, okay, that's yeah. pretty decent for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I have it at number four in my ranking. Okay. I have it above uh, The Sweetest Heart. I have it above. And I, but I have it just below One Winter Weekend just because of the diversity of that movie. It just barely edges it out. Uh, so it's number four. And uh, in my ranking. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you thought of these three movies. Which one did you like best? Uh, I guess how do you, how do you rank these three movies? What is your order? You have it, it's Once Upon a Prince, uh, Royal Hearts, and then Royal Matchmaker. Yeah. But they're all pretty close, and they're yeah. way higher than the rest of the spring. Like it's not even close. Oh yeah. The rest of spring was not great. Yeah. For me. So I have uh, Royal Hearts is number one, Once Upon a Prince is number two, and then Royal Matchmaker. For spring, I have uh, Royal Hearts, Once Upon a Prince, Sweetest Heart, Royal Matchmaker, and uh, Love Once and Always, I guess is the last one, right? That covers them all, I think. Um, Home for Spring. <laughs> oh, and then Home for Spring is the last. <laughs> So there you go. That's the ranking. And But let us know how you would rank these movies, what you liked, what you didn't like. And uh, we would love to hear either on Twitter or in the comment section. And uh, we, we'd love to hear your input. Enjoyed our interview with Alonzo Giraldi that we had on uh, Monday. I hope you enjoyed that. That was a real honor for me. He's somebody I've admired look up to for a long time so I was pretty nervous and uh, I I'm just it was just such a a fun thing and I hope you all enjoyed it if you haven't listened to it definitely check it out because he's like the king of Christmas and it was so fun to talk to him and uh, and then we'll have our uh, when calls the hallmarkies uh, tomorrow with Ruth Hill where we talk about the latest episode of when calls the hearts make sure you check that out Next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the show Psych with my little brother, uh, Sam. So that will be super fun. And so if you would like that show, let us know some of your favorites, what you like. That would be really fun to know. And, uh, and then this weekend, we have an Aurora Tea Garden movie that is coming up on Sunday. And that is our only movie on either channel this weekend. And uh, are you looking forward to that? I actually really am. It's going to be interesting to see how the series progresses. I've only seen the one. And it's actually my favorite of the mysteries that I've watched is the uh, last scene alive one is my favorite. Aside from Science Sealed Delivered, if that, if that doesn't count. Um, and right now I have the other Aurora Tea Garden movie at eight in my ranking. Uh, just under cooking with love and just before morning show mystery. Uh, so I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I had, had like a jump and had some fun moments and had some good set pieces that were enjoyable. So I liked it, uh, for a mystery movie. And uh, so I'm actually, uh, it should be fun to, to, to watch this Sunday. Uh, then we also have a, a new episode of one calls the heart and Eat the Pete's this weekend. 
and uh, we'll uh, look forward to, to seeing that and uh, to talking and tweeting it about it. And so there you go. That's what's coming up on the podcast. And uh, Amber, uh, how can people find you? As always, I am at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that is all. Awesome. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube, so make sure you check that out. And I'd love if you subscribed. And also, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter. We try to post daily at Homeworkies Pod and, uh, and Homeworkies Podcast on Instagram, Homeworkies Pod on Twitter. And, uh, and then we are on uh, all the different uh, podcast platforms of you know iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. We're just now on Stitcher. So we're excited <laughs> that we got on that. And uh, so lots of fun stuff, lots of ways to connect with us. So please do. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks so much for having this royal uh, episode with us. Yes. Thank you. Ta-ta. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. <laughs>